Good morning, everyone, and if you're watching online, it's great to be with you. If you are watching online, why don't you join us next Sunday for the greatest celebration of the year? <laughs> Easter Sunday, it's the most significant day in our calendar, though we believe that Easter wasn't just a one-time event, it's something we live in every single day, but we love that we get to annually celebrate Easter Sunday, so why not join us next week at 11 if you're able. But this year, we've been looking at what does it mean to be Pentecostal, but also our new church vision, which is to stretch, strengthen, and send people locally, nationally, and globally. And we're going to be looking at that again. But over the next couple of weeks, this week and next week, we really want to look at this thing called Easter that we celebrate. And I, w- I was wondering what I could call this message this morning. And I was going to call it Heavy is the Head that Wears the Crown, but that was a bit of a mouthful. It's a song. Because um, I was thinking about that, and because I was at a church event a couple of weeks ago, or recently, I can't remember even what it was off the top of my head, but there was a song, it's a really old hymn that we'll sing, and we'll probably sing it at some of the Holy Week services this week, I'm sure we'll sing it at least once, and, um, and it was talking about how, did, did thorns ever compose so rich a crown, and I was thinking about that, I've seen the crown jewels in London, in the Tower of London, I did not try and steal them, but they are magnificent, like, and you can see some of the crowns throughout history, and some of them are quite rotten, to be honest, but our crown jewels, that the king will wear on his coronation, I'm sure, they're quite spectacular, to be honest, like, they are very nice to look at, and I'm sure it's a very heavy crown, and yet, the only physical crown that we're aware of, because I'm sure Jesus has got a crown now in heaven, but the only physical crown that the greatest person in history wore was a crown of thorns, and it wasn't a crown of honor or glory, but it was a crown to mock him. And I was thinking about heavy is the head that wears the crown, and I'm not calling it that, but I was thinking his head must have been so heavy. Because think, uh, I don't know about you, but I'm going to speak to those who, of us this morning who sometimes mess up. And there's a heaviness that comes upon you and you can feel the weight. It's like a mental weight on you. But on that day on Good Friday, which we'll celebrate, Jesus had every single weight in history on his shoulders. Heavy was his head and his head was heavy because he wore that crown of shame that was mine so that I didn't have to. And I'm so thankful to Jesus for that, but I was thinking, no, that's not really what I'm going to call it. I was just thinking about these things, and I settled on a phrase, which is quite simple. It's just called, pick it up. Pick it up. And I was drawn to not quite the Easter story. It's before Jesus moves into Jerusalem in the Holy Week, but he's talking to his disciples, and it's, they're kind of finally starting to get it. Just before the passage I'm reading, to give some context, the religious leaders, the, what we call the Pharisees, they wanted Jesus to give them a sign, show us a sign, and Jesus rebukes them because he's trying to explain to them, well, only you would, I'm not a magician, it's not about the signs, it's actually about the Savior, and he says to them, I will give you, the only sign I'm going to give you is the sign of Jonah, and they didn't really get what it meant, but he was talking about, well, I'm going to be buried in a tomb, but three days later, I'm going to come back out. We then find Peter, and it's the moment where Jesus asks his disciples, who do you say I am, and who do people say I am, and Jesus asks Peter, and he says, well, you are the Christ, and Peter has this amazing moment where Jesus says, oh, yes, Peter, On that confession of faith, that's what I'm going to build my church on, not on Peter, but on the confession of what Peter says. We then find this moment in Matthew chapter 16, verses 21 to 28, and it says this. From then on, 
Jesus began to tell his disciples plainly that it was necessary for him to go to Jerusalem. And he would suffer many terrible things at the hands of the elders, the leading priests, and the teachers of religious law. He would be killed, but on the third day, he would be raised from the dead. But Peter, remember this same Peter who was amazing declaration of faith, took him aside and began to reprimand. I mean, I love that. Peter is reprimanding Jesus for what Jesus said. I love that. And yet, sometimes I can be just like Peter. But it says, heaven forbid, Lord, he said, this will never happen to you. Then Jesus turned to Peter and said, get away from me, Satan. Now, he's not saying Peter was Satan, but the words that he was saying, you're a dangerous trap to me. You're seeing things merely from a human point of view and not from God's. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross or pick it up and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you'll lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you'll save it. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? For the Son of Man will come with his angels in the glory of his Father and will judge all people according to their deeds. And I tell you the truth, some standing here right now will not die before they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. It's amazing how quickly things can change. Peter goes from this amazing confession of faith, which is the truth of who Jesus is. The most important question you'll ever answer in life is, who do you say Jesus is? But then in the same, as far as I'm aware, it's the same conversation, it's the same day, it's the same time. He also then says something really stupid. And it's amazing how we can be so dumb. And maybe it's just me who's dumb. But I'm like Peter often. But this morning I really have a, a simple message, it's not complicated and that's okay because we've already been blessed so much by what Harry shared and the worship this morning about the name of Jesus. But I just have a simple, hopefully challenging question for you, similar to I guess to what Harry said, he asked what are you going to do, but my question is simply are you willing to pick it up? I've got a little cross for everyone, I might not have enough for everyone who's here, but I've got little crosses, they're down here and my encouragement to you is will you pick it up? This is just a symbol of a little cross. I actually have a cross chain, but the problem is when I try and go to sleep sometimes, I kind of like end up choking myself. So I took it off and forgot to put it back on. But Jesus is saying to his disciples and to us this morning, if you really want to follow me, you have to pick up your cross. Now he carried my heavy cross of sin, but he's saying, are you willing to carry the cross and everything that comes with it? You see, we carry many things in life. Some of them are good, some of them are bad. We carry scars, some of us physically on our bodies from accidents. I've got a scar on my ankle. It's quite pathetic, if I'm honest. It's like tiny, but I've got pins in my ankle. I carry scars, but we carry memories. We carry good memories. We carry bad memories. We carry loads of things with us in life. And obviously with my physical scars, I actually have to carry them. I can't do much about it, but there's many things that we have to choose to carry. And some of them are heavier than others. And as the Bible says that we should choose to carry forgiveness and not bitterness, that's not very an easy thing to carry. And Jesus is saying here to his disciples, you have to choose to carry your cross. You see, Jesus is trying to get his disciples to understand that it's not about earthly things, but it's about a heavenly king. It's about a heavenly kingdom. We sang earlier about how his is the glory, his is the kingdom it's not like a kingdom on earth but actually it's a kingdom that lasts beyond the earth 
And Jesus is trying to get them to understand that all these things that we can so easily carry, like the stresses, the worries of life, which are not bad things and they're not, not important. But God is, Jesus is trying to get his disciples to understand that your job is not to carry those things. Your job is to carry your cross. You see, the thing about the cross and Easter is that I can give these things to him in exchange I can carry his cross. Jesus also explains to his disciple how his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And it wasn't hard work to be with Jesus. It's not easy and we do have to work hard. But actually with Jesus, I can leave the things that I carry with him and I can just focus on carrying my cross. So things that we worry about, like our family situations, like our career, like our finances, these are important things. Believe me, we all have them. We all have issues that are going on. But Jesus is trying to get his disciples to understand. It's not that these things don't matter. It's that you can trust me with them. You can't fix it. You can't change the circumstances, but he can. And so my job is to carry my cross in these circumstances and say, you know what, the cross is before me and the world is behind me. It's a song that we sometimes sing and I'm fixing my eyes on the cross. John the Baptist understood that. If I read on in the next chapter, there's this amazing thing called the transfiguration and Elijah pops up, who was an old prophet, and Jesus starts talking to them about how, well, Elijah has already been, came and prepared the way, but they didn't recognize what was happening, and they killed him, and they're all like, and then it says the disciples understood that this was John the Baptist. It's like they're beginning to understand this journey of what's not about earthly things, it's about a heavenly king. You see, John the Baptist was doing evangelism before evangelism was a cool thing to do. Before Paul told us to do the work of an evangelist, John the Baptist, he was like the, the apostolic evangelist. He was doing it before even, he was evangelizing about the cross before the cross had even happened. That's how impressive John the Baptist was. In fact, the, Jesus talking about John the Baptist said, there's been no greater person born of a woman. So as brilliant as you are, you're not as brilliant as John the Baptist. That's what Jesus said. But you see, the thing about John the Baptist is he understood and recognized my job is to carry my cross and it wasn't a physical cross that he carried but he recognized that my job he built a ministry I mean think of in your head if you're a Christian a ministry is basically what we have this is a new life ministry but think of the greatest ministries here on earth like you might think of Hillsong or Beth or of Elevation you might have others John the Baptist had the greatest ministry in the history of planet earth at this point but the time came when John the Baptist had to carry his cross and say, well, do you know what? My ministry is not me. That's an earthly thing that I've built with spiritual implications. And I'm going to have to choose whether I'm carrying my cross or is my ministry more important. And the moment came when John the Baptist seen Jesus himself coming towards him and he had the honor of baptizing Jesus, which must have been epic. And his confession was, how could I possibly be worthy of baptizing you? But he recognized that it's not about me. I'm carrying my cross. And it says about John the Baptist that the people heard him speak and they followed Jesus. Why? Because he recognized that I'm just carrying my cross. This earthly thing that I've worked hard for, that I've been persecuted for, and eventually John the Baptist sadly died. But because he carried his cross, it set the future ministry up. Why? Because it's not about an earthly thing, but it's about the heavenly king. So my question for you this morning really is, will you pick it up? Will you pick up your cross? You see, we often carry things that were never designed to carry. Jesus promises that we can cast all of our anxieties onto him for he cares for us. 
And I'm not saying this is easy because carrying your cross is hard work. If it was hard work, we would all do it without thinking. And I don't mean that it's, I mean, it's quite simple. And I, I'm not trying to put a downer on people, but in the book of Hebrews, the writer of Hebrews, who we don't know who wrote it, talked about Jesus saying that for the joy that was set before him, which was you, he endured the cross despising the shame and everything that came with it. But why? Because the cross was before him, but so were you. This isn't just a symbol for a nice thing to wear or a nice thing to get tattooed on yourself or to wear a chain, not that there's any issues with these things, but actually this was Jesus' motivation. You were his motivation. This is what he was looking at the whole time. There's a song, old song that says, through the, like you saw me through the nails that you bought. Why? Because you were the joy that was set before him. I'm not always a joy to people, but I'm always a joy to him. Like, I'm his pride and his joy, and so are you. I am the reason he done everything. And the Bible went all in that Hebrews chapter 2, it talks about endurance. Nobody likes endurance. It literally says that in the Bible. Nobody enjoys discipline. Nobody enjoys it. <laughs> but the reason we do it is because we recognize that there's a harvest in front of us. And that only comes through the endurance. You see, Jesus was no different to us. We find him in the garden of Gethsemane just before he's going to this horrible, unjust, undeserving cross. And he cries out to his father, God, please, if there's any other way, let this cup pass me. I don't want to go through this. Why? Because it's painful. It's horrific. Carrying him across is going to cost potentially everything. But then he comes to the conclusion, but not my will, God, but yours. And so it's okay to struggle with carrying your cross. That's why God put us in community and put us together so we can encourage one another. And in Hebrews, it goes on to talk about the great cloud of witnesses who go before us who are cheering us on. Why? Because they carry their cross. And so my challenge to you this morning, and my question for you is, are you going to pick it up? You see, I believe that God has got a plan. We've heard it from Harry. God has got a plan for your life. Your plan's going to look different from my plan. The beautiful thing about Nehemiah, when it's talking about building the church, it says that everyone did their part where they were. So some people had a big job and some people had a wee job, but actually if you didn't do all the jobs together, then the building would never have been built. And I was thinking about these moments in history. I love the Bible. I love reading the Bible. Please, the Old Testament stories are great about David and Joseph and Esther and Daniel. But all they were really doing, metaphorically speaking, was they carried the cross. They carried the name of Jesus and they trusted him with all the other things in life. I think about Daniel, who I've been speaking about recently, and I've been thinking about him, and he just kept carrying his cross. On the good days and the bad days, he carried his cross. When he was in the high officials and when he was in the lion's den, he just carried his cross. And because Daniel carried his cross, an entire nation came to know the Lord. I look at Esther, she was just a young girl. She had no right to be anywhere, but she was just carrying a cross. And she didn't even have the same confidence and hope that Daniel was. Her uncle just said, who knows? Maybe, just maybe you were born for such a time as this. She didn't have Ephesians where the Bible promises us that God prepared good works in advance that we might walk in them. And the job that we have is to just, well, you pick up your cross. You see, picking up your cross isn't just a reminder of what God done, but it's my motivation to carry my cross. You see, there's going to come a day in life when I know that there are 
there will be a sad day when, for Heather when I'm no longer here and I'm gone to glory. But until that day, I've got to carry my cross. I'm going to carry my cross. I'm going to try to carry my cross. I'm going to try and carry my cross. Why? Because ultimately, future generations are dependent on me carrying my cross. I believe that God has got a plan for this church. I believe that God has got a plan for this. And it's not about the church, it's about the king of the church. But we are the vehicle that God wants to use in order that we can stretch, strengthen and send locally, nationally and globally. Why? Because there's people who don't know about this yet. There's people who don't know about Jesus who have yet to respond to this cross. They've yet to answer the question, who do you say that he is in the way that's affirmative that he is the son of God? And so what I'm going to do and I'm going to try my best to do is just to carry my cross. And when the time comes for me to hand things over that maybe we've built and worked hard for, I'm, I'm praying I'll be like John the Baptist where I'll be like, do you know what? If this is what it takes, then I'm going to hand it over. Why? Because it's in your hands, it's not me. I am just a, I'm just a vessel for God to use. And I pray that as we pick up our cross and you do your bit and I do my bit and you do your bit and we all work together, then we can be a vehicle to bring God's kingdom. We're believing for revival. We want to see dead things coming back to life. And that happens through God's people. You have the answer. And so we can so often worry about things that not that they're not important, but we can carry them. How much time have you given this week to carry in the stresses and the pressures of life and instead of saying, Do you know what, Jesus, I'm leaving it here and I'm going to carry my cross instead. I guarantee you that as you carry your cross, there'll be something different about it. The why is greater than the what. I've preached that before and my why is this cross. That's why I got the chain or I wanted it. I've got the chain because it's a reminder to me every day about the cross. To say, do you know what, Jesus? You went through this for me. You carried my actual cross. So all I have to do really is to carry your name as best as I possibly can. And ultimately it's his glory and it's his power at work in us. It's the power that's in the name of Jesus. But it comes from me just carrying my cross. Carrying my cross. I wasn't sure if I was going to share this, but I'm going to share it just as I'm getting ready to close. The worship team can, can I get ready. But I love, you see, the thing is about the cross is that we will carry it until one day we'll exchange our cross for a crown. I started talking about a crown with the crown of thorns that was on his head. But we sing sometimes a song about his worthy of all and all the elders will gather round the throne of Jesus. And the crown, I was going to ask Kira, but I didn't, for a Burger King crown so you could have a crown. But I thought, maybe not. I don't even know if they still have them. And I didn't want to steal the crown jewels. But ultimately, I was going to trade in this cross when I pass away from this life. And hopefully I've carried it well enough that I'll have lots of crowns, not for my glory, so that I can have more and more crowns for me to just lay at the feet of Jesus, who is the one who is worthy of it all. And the same song I started with about the Oh the, oh, the wondrous cross. It finishes with, Where the whole realm of glory mine, that were an offering far too small. Love so amazing, so divine, it demands my life, my soul, my all. What an incredible honor. There was someone who said, and I can't remember the theologian. Uh, who it was, but I'm going to finish this and then I'm going to pray. He said, the greatest honour in life is that we get to carry my own cross. That Jesus saw me and thought I was worth dying for. 
He saw you even at my worst moments and my worst days. Jesus loved me enough that the joy that was set before him, he endured this cross so that you and I could be set free, so that we can, I and I, you and I could be forgiven. We could be free from shame. We could be free from pain. We, and it doesn't mean that life doesn't hurt sometimes, but it means ultimately with this before me, that one day as I carry my cross every day, and I hope I've still got a long time to go, but forever long I've got left, I want to daily carry this so that one day I'll hear the words, well done, you good and faithful servant. And I'll be given my crown on my crowns and I'll get to stand before Jesus' throne and I'll get to lay them at his feet. You see, I like golf and the Masters is a golf tournament and it's quite prestigious. It's quite a big deal. And the winner every year gets what they call a green jacket. And the previous year's champion puts on the green jacket on this year's champion. And I was thinking about this. What an incredible moment it's going to be. And that moment in history, if we all commit to just carrying our cross every day, because Jesus says one day he's going to stand before and he'll judge us based on whether we carried our cross or whether we didn't ultimately, that's the, the ultimate is carrying my cross. And one day I'm going to get my own heavenly green jacket put on my shoulders as we join the crowd of witnesses and champions and start cheering on those who are left. And I can just picture us all, it's not going to be like this, so please don't theologically take it out of context. But wouldn't it be great if we just look around and we're all there with our green jackets and all of our crowns, just a sea of green jackets everywhere. And then ultimately we'll just see the throne. Jesus with the greatest green jacket of all. His will be gold, because he's Jesus. And we'll all just stand and we'll worship the King of Kings for all eternity and say, do you know what? You are worthy of it all. You are worthy of everything. But my question for you this morning is, till we get there, will you pick it up? Will you pick it up? And it'll, your cross will look different to my cross. But as we all carry our crosses, we can encourage one another until the day we're all in heaven singing, you are worthy of it all. Can we stand if you're able and comfortable? I'm just going to pray and then we're going to worship our amazing God. And I'll put the, the crowns, I'm going to, the cross, the crowns, I can't give them out. But I'm going to leave the crosses at the connection point. If you want to pick one up, I've got a hundred or so. And if you want one and you don't get one, come and speak to me and I'll get some more. But it's just a reminder to carry each day. This is just a, a little symbol, but it can hopefully be a reminder each day. Every decision we make, every morning we wake up to look at it and be like, do you know what, I'm going to carry my cross today. But Father God, I thank you for every single person here. Father God, I thank you that you have a plan for their life. But Father God, I thank you ultimately, Father, that because you carried our cross of shame and destruction, Father God, you set us free because you were raised to life. Father God, I pray and I thank you that you count us worthy to carry your cross. But I pray that you help us every single day to just carry our cross. To trust you with the things that we can't control or all the earthly things we worry about. To leave them in your hands as we focus on carrying our cross. And that we'll see victory and we'll see breakthrough and we'll see freedom coming because we're carrying our cross. And Father God, I just pray, Father God, that as we join with the heavens for all eternity, Father God, we just lay our crosses, we lay our crowns, we lay everything at your feet, for you are worthy of it all. Help us in the name of Jesus to go from this place different to what we came in. Father God, I pray for everyone in here who doesn't know you, Father God, who's never given their life to you, they've never ever started picking up their cross, they've never came to the cross. Father God, I pray right now, whether they're here or online, Father God, that they will just have this moment where they pick up their cross for the first time and give their life to you. 
and they live in the freedom that you died for and that you paid for. And Father God, I just pray, Father God, that we will live in the victory that you've already won, that we'll just walk each day carrying our cross. In the name of Jesus, amen.